It's Monique. And Kadesha. And we come from Queens. So, we are a bi-weekly millennial lifestyle podcast. When listening to the show, let us know that you're listening by using the hashtag WCFQ on social media. You can also use that to weigh in on the conversation or, you know, even less like past episodes, just like anything like that. Um, I don't know if people tag use the hashtag on Instagram. I haven't searched it. I'll search now. But um, predominantly like Twitter, you know, we, we've able to catch a good amount of tweets now that you guys have heard us say that and you guys are using it. And it's I think it's becoming quite fun. Right. I'm, I've actually been looking at them and I'm proud of myself. So I want everyone to be proud. Studio is revolutionizing the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also as an accessory. Currently, the headphones market can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Studio wants to bridge that gap. While emphasizing their modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. Visit studiosweden.com and use the code QUEENS15 to get 15% off any purchase. Okay, hi! So, can I say something? Can I say something? One or more? Of course, there's going to be more than one. Um, But let me just, you know, begin by saying that I have a cold, in case you guys haven't noticed. And Monique and I have come to the conclusion that, you know, this is like an annual thing for me on the podcast. Like, you guys have to hear me stuffy at least, at the very least, once a year. So, here it is. I'm back uh, with a cold. So, my first say something is, oh, so yesterday I was in Starbucks and, you know, you order your drink and the people ask you for your name. My Starbucks alias is Tatiana. Mm-hmm. And like, he was a cool dude. Like, I felt like he was my friend. And we were, so we're, we were just like striking up small talk or whatever. And so by the time I paid him and he sent me off to get my drink, he's like, all right, Tati, have a good day. And I'm just like, how does man got so comfortable that he could call me Tati? Like, who told you? That was cool. That made me think um, of people um, do that to me all you. the time. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It made me think of Monique and how everybody be calling her Mo straight out the gate. Like you don't, you don't even know her. It would be I don't even call her Mo <laughs> in the same conversation. Like it's interesting how that happens <laughs> with uh, some of my melanin people that actually don't work at my job but work in the building. And in this initial conversation, I'm like, oh hey, I got Monique. And by the end of the conversation, they're like, all right, Mo, see you later. And I'm just like, what? I'm used to that. Sorry. Um, okay. So that was the first set. Can I say something? The second can I say something is that yesterday I tried vegetarian chicken for the first time. Mm. Huh. So I, I told you that I was going to try like this vegan thing out or whatever. So I'm like straddling between like vegan and vegetarianism right now. And okay. I, yeah, I tried vegetarian chicken last night and it was so interesting to me because Like, it definitely simulated regular chicken. And, you know, it kind of tasted like chicken, but it kind of tasted like something that was concocted. So, like, I'm having a difficult time because when I made this decision, I I knew that I didn't want to, like, substitute meats. Because I feel like that's lame. Like, I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of of doing this. Like, I don't want to substitute it because if I'm substituting it, then why don't I just have 
check in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, obviously, if I'm going to substitute, I'm just substituting for protein, like natural proteins, whatever. So that was just an interesting experience that I wanted to share. My last say something is this week was um, parent teacher conference. And so I realized that fifth graders are very dramatic. Like I was able to see the contrast between kindergartners and fifth graders. So kindergartners, like you can meet with their parents, tell their parents that the kids are not doing well in school and that, you know, they need to beef up on this. They need help with this, yada, yada, yada. The parents will reprimand the kids and talk about how they'll help the kids at home. And then like if the parents reprimand the, reprimand the kindergartners um, on the spot, like you can just see the, the kids get small and because they're babies. So, you know, they might cry. They might cry, but not really. Like they just look sad and feel bad. Fifth graders, girl, it was a production. I, I, like, I kid you not, I had at the very least five kids who cried. And it was, like, the most dramatic thing ever. One kid comes into the room, and we have, the city has this um, initiative called Scholar-Led Conferences. So the parents, um, the teachers aren't actually conversing with the parents, the children are. And they're telling them what they're doing well in, what they could stand to use help in, and they're reading from, like, a script. So one kid comes in, and we're just like, okay, so, you know, discuss with your parents about what, what's going well. And he's a really smart kid. He just starts crying. And I was like, what? What are you crying for? He was like, because I got a 75 on that one test. <laughs> Meanwhile, all his other tests are like 90s, 95s, 98s. He's like, my dad's going to be really mad. And I'm just like, it's okay. Like, it's one test. This kid is bawling. Honestly, like, I was afraid that his father probably beats him at home. Because this kid did not want to say. And I'm just like, all of these hundreds, 90s and stuff that you got and you are crying over 75 so whatever that was that one kid though the the one the one kid though no no no. there was another kid who all he does all day in class is like play with his fingers so i have like this running joke that he just doesn't pay attention like he just sits in the corner and he just kind of does his own thing and when i call him i'm like hey wake up hey you here whatever so he's presenting his stuff to his parents and this little boy um Kadesh, I cannot believe you. <laughs> How are you laugh like that without even saying what the joke was? Because it's just all coming back to me. So me and my like co-teacher, the ELA teacher is like my co-teacher. So he and I have like this running joke about this kid. Because this boy like, he is so calm, cool, collected. He don't care about nothing that's going on in the classroom, in anybody's classroom. Like, he just sits there, and he'll play with his fingers the whole three periods that he's in both of, the, both of our classes. Like, he don't care. So, and then you call him, and it's just like, huh? <laughs> and then he'll start looking at his... <laughs> he'll start looking at his desk for papers. <laughs> moment whatever so he starts presenting you are clearly having a moment (laughs) he starts presenting at parent teacher conference and all he's doing the entire time is mumbling and like nobody can hear what he's saying (laughs) so so like i told him to speak up my my co-teacher told him to speak up his mom told him to speak up and so he just sits up in his chair he continues to mumble no lies like five minutes straight of this little boy mumbling and girl i lost my mind like i was trying so hard not to laugh but i couldn't like i didn't laugh out loud but i had this big (laughs) i had this big smile just plastered on my face because i'm like like I, i don't get this kid and his mom caught me, like, smiling. And I was just trying so hard to keep my composure. I had to drink water. I had to, like, look at my computer. It was terrible. I could go on and on about parent-teacher conference because there's another crying episode that I wanted to touch on. But 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it there. So can I say something? Sure. Okay, so I'm just gonna let everybody know that I've been forgetting my can I say something. So what I did basically since the last recording is I had a list, um, and I'll go to my notepad and just put things down. So this is gonna be I'm gone I'm on my cadacia today. That's how that's, that's how I um that's how I remember my can I say something, so I write them down. But, but usually I'm good. Usually I actually just have one. Oh. Like I feel like things just been happening, so I have to talk about it. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago I made this tweet about like kind of feeling mischievous if that's the word and oh wanting to this is what happened. I was on the Metro North coming down from work and I was on my phone and I saw someone's beat headphones pop up and it was like, "Oh, do you want to connect?" And I was like, "Oh, like what if I connect and just started playing what i'm listening to, to oh, this person gosh. like I, yes <laughs> but i didn't do it but i thought just like man this could be a thing so anyway so this is like halloween i'm going out with my friend elsie we're going to kid fury's trilloween party and i am was this this was the i stayed over at her place so this is the next day and i am trying to connect my phone to her like iphone speaker like bluetooth speaker thing and i forget what i was playing but i'll hit play and all of a sudden i just start hearing like bass but i'm like i don't know if her speaker is working and i i stop okay and the music stops so then i like i hit play again and i start hearing the bass and i'm like is this coming from did i like i thought i connected to her speaker but i actually connected to her neighbor upstairs speaker (laughs) (laughs) and i i know i was playing some sort of like mumble rap like you know like trap music because i can i was like i was like elsie elsie come here and she comes um to the living room and i like press play i was like do you hear that she's like yeah i was like i connected to your neighbor's bluetooth that is crazy (laughs) and she was like oh if you what i forgot to do like even though I, i thought i had connected to her bluetooth um there's a switch on it on her speaker so she just like flicked the spitch and then her bluetooth popped up and i was like oh i said i hope no one was home because just imagine you're like watching tv that would have been so funny like i would have been scared i would have laughed my house that was me <laughs> i would like unplug the radio or something like that yeah, I like, but um so i just this just happened like within a week period of me thinking this thought and then actually doing Good it for unintentionally <laughs> and uh it, it was fun it was definitely fun but i was just like man too bad it wasn't like a deliberate thing so the second thing is I posted on my personal Instagrams that I started going to therapy. Oh, um, yeah. I had to wait for this. Yeah, yeah. And it's this. Oh, yeah. Because this is the story I wanted to tell you. So I'm super excited because she's Afro-Latina. I found her via the Therapy for Black Girls podcast that we <coughs> talked about a few episodes ago. Um, I, and that's all I'm going to share about her in that aspect. But upon, like, getting there, you know, you just, like... She's, you kind of have to, like, tell her about yourself. You tell your therapist a, like, a little bit about yourself. Not really, like, why you're here. But, like, you know, so they could get an idea of you. And then she asked me, like, I don't know, like, what do you do? Or, like, how I found her. So I was like, oh, well, this podcast, this website podcasting. And I was like, yeah, well, my friend and I have a podcast. And we talked about it. So I, like, looked it up. And she's like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And I'm like, oh, we come from Queens. And she's like, I follow you guys on Twitter. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean, like, you follow us on Twitter? She's like, yeah, yeah, I, I like, listen to you guys. I like your show. And I was like, what? what? Yeah, so she's like, I haven't listened to the last few episodes, but um, what? what's, what's the episode? What's the next episode coming out? And it was the pop culture one. 
And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, And I'm saying crazy and weird because I don't have another word at the moment to say because it's not a bad thing. But just like, what are the odds right. that like, your therapist listens to your podcast? That's and, crazy. Um, it was it was very crazy. It was very funny. So like if you listen to this episode, here you are shouting you out. Um, hey girl. If anybody is interested in at least the she's a part of like a group, uh, if you will. She's like really dope. She's actually is from Queens. Um That's, that's so great. She like. went to high school in Queens, so like she she really gravitated to like us in that aspect. Wow. Um yeah, and she was just like she told me that we should keep up the good work and like Aww, all that thank stuff. You. <laughs> and um and yes, yeah, so I was just like, wow, like you just kind of like never know. You like I know that we we understand that we're connecting and we're reaching more people every like you know as we continue this, but it's right. still like you just don't you we just think that we're just us. Right. Like, right. For instance, right now, we're <coughs> at home just doing our own thing or whatever. Taking my nail polish and, off right now, preparing for the week ahead <laughs> to apply now. Right. <laughs> And it's just like, like, we actually are reaching people and people are listening to us. And it's just like, you just never know how, who, who is listening, who's connecting and, you know, who is enjoying what we're doing. So shout out to my therapist. I also told her that who I am on the podcast is who's coming to see her. Like, I don't put on for the show and I'm not going to not be myself that she's heard. But in, like, in our sessions or whatever, I'm like, I'm, I'm that person. That is so, so um, crazy, though. Like, what are like? You so said, what are the I was odds? told to find a new therapist, and I was like, no. Somebody told you to find a new therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And I was like, I've been trying so hard to see her. I'm not finding a new therapist, and I'm not giving up the podcast. So, I I don't think it will hurt. I think if she's if she listens like as she said she does, it could just only give her further insight to who she's dealing with. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why somebody would tell you to find a new therapist. Like, I don't. I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. She either. knows you, girl. Like, <laughs> well, she, and she's about to. Like, <laughs> know you even more. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's what's what I was like. I can't. I had to tell you that, like, on air, because I wanted you to actually react to it. Oh, thanks. Um, I was like, why well, I gotta wait a whole week? <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, so the next thing was that I was on a train this week. Forget where I was coming from. And uh, there was this white woman that was begging for money. This had to have been super recently, actually. And she was going, she went down the car from one end to the other. And she made her, like, speech or whatever. When she gets to the end of the car, she starts going individually back up Mm -hmm. to everybody asking for money. And it's like, you know, me personally, like, I don't like when they ask you and, like, come up to you and ask you for money. So what I saw she was doing from the back of the car is whoever gave her money, she would hug them. And, like, kind of do, like, a cheek kiss to them. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> now, this is, like, the old train cars off the F train. So, you know how they have the double-seater and you, like, front to back? The colors inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's this one lady that's sitting in the double seats. And she doesn't know the white woman's really coming back up. But she hears the story. And she decides, okay, well, she's going to give the black the white woman some money. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, she don't know what's about to happen to <laughs> her. so sure enough (coughs) the black the black girl she gives the money to the white lady and the white lady like embraces her and her face was just like what and she she wanted to mush her like i saw her raise her hand just to like have this white lady's cheek not touch her cheek and i was just looking i was like you gotta like scrub your whole face you just you have to do it and i was like that would have been me and i was just like I'm so, sometimes I give the people on the train money, sometimes I don't. But when you go around to everybody individually, like, I don't, I don't like that. Just do your first yeah, walk or whatever. Yeah, right, right. I'm the same. But, 
hugging people and putting your face yeah. on other people's face? <laughs> no, like no. Oh man, I I was like cracking. I wasn't, cracking it <laughs> but I was losing it because just watching this black girl, I, she was like around our age, and she had no idea what she had just signed up for by giving them. And the white woman was just like, "Oh yes, bless you," and like this, and may, and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, "She's not even letting go. Like she's really embracing." Oh my gosh. It was horrible. It's just because that's not what you expect. Like, you expect, no. okay, I'll give some money. They'll tell me thank you. They and may say God bless you because uh, that happens too. But, like, but, but you to full on embrace me? Like, embrace you. Like, like family? You, now, this is not like a gen, like a we both decide to hug each other. This is she wrapped her arms around this woman <laughs> and put her uh, panhandling Yo, face right up to so her cheek. And the funny. girl was trying to like lean away, and I was just like, "Oh God, she may never give another white lady money." <laughs> that is so funny. That may do it for her. Okay, I got two more. So oh, I have this gosh. incident. I I tweeted about it on my uh, social media, where there was this writer that started started working at my job, and he came in on a Friday, and I noticed how he he's white because everybody basically is. He started on a Friday. Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he came in on a Friday. He was only like in house for a week. So he came in one Friday. I noticed that he introduced himself to my coworker, whose cube is next to mine. Then he walked past my cube and started talking with some directors and other people who were standing on the other side of my cube. And in my head, I was like, so I'm just not standing here. I'm just not at my desk right now. Like, that's really interesting, especially since he's working on the project I'm working on. And I'm going to be the one that has to interact with him. He just bypassed me like I was nothing. So I was like, interesting. (laughs) Basically. So I decided that day, like, I really wasn't going to interact with him because I didn't know what that was about. And I, like, was, and I just was like, I didn't, I didn't want to interact with him. So over the weekend, I, I remember that I had to text my coworker and ask her if she caught that. And she was like, yeah, I, I thought it was weird. But then she's like, I thought maybe that, like, he introduced himself to you already when I wasn't around. And I was like, no, he didn't. He didn't. And I That's was like, crazy. um... I'm I'm not talking to him. I'm just at first I was like maybe I'll introduce myself to him on Monday, and then Monday came and I was like no, I'm not gonna say actually a word to him. He's gonna be here all week, and unless I have to give him something or like I don't know someone else tells me to help him out with a thing, I'm not saying anything to him. Yeah, that's really so, weird. I think that's weird. It's a it's a like racial it. microaggression. Uh, it's, I mean, it definitely it is. is. It's just like. And it was just so like blatant to walk right past my right. desk. And right. So what happened is on Monday I went to the gym, our little like weight room, and he was there working out with some other dudes, if you will. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what, great. What? Now, dudes, if you will? Yeah, they're dudes. Um, they're very like bros to a certain extent. And when two of them, not even these two particular people, but when there's like at least two, I'm like, great, they're gonna take up all the space, they're gonna be grunting. They're going to be, like, doing their sets in between my sets. I don't really like that. But, Reference like, Reference Macadacious Corner post about men in the gym. Yes, exactly. So, anyways, so to continue. So, they were, like, on the Smith machine doing all sorts of pull-ups and this and push it and, uh, what's this? Not push-ups. Chest press, doing all sorts of stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I need to, like, get these squats in and, like, these lunges. So, I'm going to have to ask them if I can use this or, if, like, if they're finished. And they're like, oh, we'll, like, do sets in between your sets. I'm like, ugh. I don't want to do this. But anyway, so there was a point I was listening to my music. I wasn't really hearing them. They called my name. And I was like, I didn't even know they knew my name um, because I think no one pays attention to me at work. So 
outside of my department. So they call my name like Monique or whatever, and then like I ended up having a small talk with them, go back up, and now I realize that that same white writer dude, he was just like, oh, so like she's like a somebody. Like people talk to her, people acknowledge her. By what day is this? Thursday. I think it was Wednesday, actually. I sneezed twice, which I'd hardly ever do. And from wherever he was sitting, I hear, like, a bless you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why are you blessing me? Like, you you actually were very disrespectful. And uh, you're rude. And now you're being kind because I sneezed. Like, don't bless me. Um, okay. what, what happened? <laughs> What happened on Thursday now is just that he needed to find, I don't know, someone's desk. And I walked him over to it. And as I'm walking him, he's, like, asking me about, like, my life and my story. And I'm just like, dude, like, I don't, personally, I don't want to talk to you because you didn't want to talk to me. Your story and as in the story that you guys are working on or your life story? Like, my life. He's like, oh, so, oh. like, how long have you been here? Like, what do you, like, I don't know. Are you on this show? Like, where where do you live? Where are you from? Because he's from L.A. And, like, all this sort of stuff. And then he was just like, wow, like, you did this? And you went to school for this? And, like, this? And, like, yeah. Like, I'm oh, so you're, you're different. You're a different black person. Yeah. Like, yeah, you actually, like, right. And unlike enough people that I work around, like, I actually went to school for this. And I am here. You know? Wait, a lot of I'm people that you person. work around didn't go to school for it? Enough people that work in production management at uh-huh. my job didn't go to school for film or, anim- well, mostly didn't go to school for animation, but not even okay. like film. Okay. Enough people usually have business <coughs> management degrees and find themselves one way or another, like running film studios. Okay. So anyways, I tell him my story and he's like impressed then. And by the time we get back to the office, they put him up in. He's like, um, well, I have some kombucha. Would you, would you want one? And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like... Now, this has been from one Friday to another Friday. He went from just, like, acting like I did not exist. Right. And now we Walking past me, no eye contact. And now he wants to offer me kombucha. So, you know, I was like, yeah, which flavors do you have? What in the world? uh, (laughs) This feels like an episode of Awkward Black Girl or something. It it was completely awkward. But I took it. It was free. It was very good what he had, um, the flavor that, that he gave me. And I was just like, what was this change? Like, now right. but i think it was kind of like what you said that like oh like this is actually like a respectable black person right exactly um totally so now black. i'm conversing with her right. yeah and i actually i know what kombucha is it's actually disgusting process remember right. i was texting right. you yep. and i discovered I never, it never ever ever forget that in my life yeah it's not something worth looking up however it, it tastes fine and it's because you said digestion. because you said it's not worth looking up people are going to look at it right now. go ahead <laughs> knock yourself out it's disgusting um so that was that the that there is the last the last one finally that I wanted to say was um it's I guess it's we're we're grown here right Mm-mm. so I just wanted to comment on like actually like in the most literal sense like sleeping with people and sleeping like in very close proximity to people and learning I love how, how people you said are it in with, the most literal sense <laughs> yeah like actual sleeping with people like not don't adult me, activities with people. <laughs> But, um, so anyway, so, and then just learning how people are like when they sleep, like that's just like also such like an intimate thing because (laughs) there's, um, there's a lot of things that just like happen. For instance, Mm -hmm. some people talk in their sleep and some people respond to people that talk in their sleep. You talking about me right now? Oh, there's more to this. (laughs) I, I've also been told, I don't want to call anybody out that there's a, a people, a person that we know that laughs in their sleep. Really? I find, yes, I think that 
is a lot. Uh, sorry, um, but yes. To that person? So, yeah, because they listen. <laughs> oh, they're going to know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, recently right i i was like woken up because the person was arguing in their sleep <laughs> and i was like so scared oh no and i'm like looking at them and like their eyes are not opening and then they lift up their arm and i'm like what the hell is happening i didn't think that they were going to like hit me or anything but they're like do you really going to make me do this right now you really gonna make me do this? <laughs> You really gonna make me do this? And they like they lifted their arms like like what? Like what? And I was like now <laughs> This is not the first time I was like in such close proximity with this individual. They I've I don't know if I've heard them not really like talk, not like this before, but like you know, sometimes like a mumble or something. It's like whatever. But like this was alarming. This was like crazy alarming to the and I wasn't even sure I wanted to wake them up because I didn't want to get hurt. But so I was, like, about to get out of the bed. I was, like, I can't. Like, this is scary. Like, who are you arguing with? <laughs> and when I brought this to attention when they were awake, and I was, like, you know, you I don't good? know if there's, like, some conflict, something that you need to resolve or something stressing you out. But, like, you should you should definitely resolve that because I've never seen you do this before. And I was about to, like, really get out the bed. <laughs> like, what? Like, who's, like, in your sleep really arguing? You about to make me do this? I was, like, what? That is so funny. And the eyes are closed. Like, who are you? What are you doing? So, that's all my case. Can I say some things? I've used up a whole half hour of our episode. Um, who good. knows, though? We, we we had a lot of technical difficulties, so we'll yeah. see how long this actually is. <clears throat> right. So, Kadesha, tell the listeners about what Sorry. we actually t- talking about. We're not talking about sleep habits or things and stuff that, that happens with people. I just want to say something about the sleep thing. Has, has anybody ever farted next to you in your sleep? Uh yeah oh that's disgusting i can't okay anyway um well you know tyra and 50 cent on her show actually had that conversation really and like i shouldn't say that's disgusting because if you're sleeping like it happens it's just it's just real and that's just like also why i said like sleeping with someone like literally is such an intimate thing because they might not really be aware of all that's happening in their sleep you know and i think (laughs) I used to if, buy if, people in my sleep, like legit. Like I remember, my cousin told me I had her in a chokehold when I was a kid. I I used to be a bit more aggressive when I would watch aggressive stuff as a child. Um, but uh, what I wanted to say is that, like, if by chance I have any bodily functions, do not tell me in the morning. Just nah. let me rock, Mm-mm, please, because nope. I'm going to melt into the floor. I can't handle. Really? That. Don't do. It. Don't tell me. Whatever That's I do so when I'm sleeping, funny. if it's not talking, I don't want to know. Nah, I feel like you need to know. No, I don't. Um, so what you can do is just not sleep with me <laughs> or in the same vicinity anymore. Um, but don't tell me. Just like I mean, I can't always control that because you know the way my sleep life works. If I fall asleep, I, I fall just, asleep. And if you're there, yeah. Well, I don't. You know, I'm just saying. Like people do a lot of things. Like I'm. I'm just so used to snoring because like everyone in my life snores. I've just like tried my best. Or you snore? Really? I wake them up. No, I don't snore. Everyone oh. around me oh, snores. Oh, because I'm like, I've never heard you snore. <laughs> no, my thing is like, I don't move and people just wonder if I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just about it. Um, But yeah. And then also this, now that we're really getting into it, like thinking <laughs> about like sleeping in the same bed with people and like, if they do things in their sleep that you just like m- disturb your sleep, 
that just makes me think about marriage. Like, that's, like, right. the rest of your life you have to know. That's why you have to have, like, your separate beds or, like, something. I don't know. Separate but I rooms. Think, I think for you that would be a challenge because you have a hard time sleeping places that, like, when you're not home and stuff. I do. So, I, I think that's a you thing. Well, you know me. I could pass out. So, like, I'm good. Well, that's just true. I was, um, yeah. Uh, so I do struggle sometimes. Yeah. Like with the snoring, some sometimes I could get through the snoring. Sometimes I have to wake people up because they need to shift their position to like change their snore, mm. um, so that it could be a bit more <laughs> manageable for me. But like, yeah, sometimes I just don't begin good sleep because I'm around someone that's snoring. And I just I can't. I, I I just can't sleep. I can't stay sleep. I'm sorry to hear that. From. Bless bless my cousin. Her snoring has woke me up out of my sleep before. Um. Anyways, yes, tell the people what we're actually oh. talking about. So, we are talking about friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Um, that's actually not the song that I wanted to sing today, but it's cool. Um, yeah, so we're talking about friends, friendships, the evolution of friendships, and all basically that a friendship should entail. Well, well that it entails for us. is almost like kind of long overdue. Yeah, actually. In the grand scheme of, like, our podcast right. career, if you will. Right, right, right. So can we just quickly give a shout-out to our um, sister friend for putting us yeah. on to this? Um, hey, girl, Alicia D of Cubicles and Curls. Thank you for sending this in to us because this is actually perfect for us. Yeah. It's a shame that we, never, we didn't cover this a long time ago. Yeah, but all things in due time because I think that like she was able to like really hold us down with this topic and this is I think this is a good time. I think actually to this year. Haven't we like kind of shed some friendships or was it just me? Um I don't know. I shed friendships every year, so I don't know. <sighs> but um shade to whoever you're no longer friends with. And I'm not even shading them, like I'm I'm in such a good place about like releasing friendships. I know we have to get into our script, whatever, but like I'm in a really good place about releasing friendships because I think in the past when I released friendships, it was a negative thing and it was just like, Oh now nah, I gotta let you go. Like I'm so good because friendships are we have friendships for a reason. We have friendships that are seasonal and then we have lifetime friends. And I understand that it's it's an ebb and flow. It's a process. Some people are just not meant to be in your life for the rest of your life and that's cool. Like it's okay. And I don't have to have no, hard feelings over it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's just start. Let's just start. I know. Okay, so you first. What <clears throat> um defines a friend to you? A friend to me is someone who is there. This is like very um cliche but i don't care and someone who's there like through thick and thin obviously someone who i I think like my most uh authentic and genuine friendships are the friendships that are low maintenance like you and i often talk about how our relationship is very low maintenance because we've been Mm -hmm. friends for such a long time like we don't have to talk every day although we basically do because like (laughs) the way life works but yeah it's just you don't have to try that hard because it's there's a strong foundation there. You're anchored in whatever it is that you brought you guys together. And um, what's the question? What is a friend? What defines a friend? Okay, so let me just go back to that because I feel like I can go some places. So what defines a friend is someone who you know will always be there for you no matter what. Someone who, um, that's that's it because I think that just encompasses everything. That's it. Someone who's, who's always there for you, who loves you unconditionally. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for the most part, I I agree. I think of a friend as just like, and almost like an extension of yourself. 
Mm. For the most part, yeah, a friend should be like a mirror. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but even that 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 just yeah, a friend like a mirror because mm-hmm. even positive or negatively, it's like I like ultimately like an extension of you. Right. Um, I I don't think friends are limited to just people that aren't related to you. Mm-hmm. I I have my cousin is like one of my best friends. Right. Um, because we have family members that also are not we're not friends with. We're they're just family. Family, you know? right? No, but you guys so, have le- have a legit relationship. Yeah. Like you're saying, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think friends are just like an extension of you and a mirror of you. I agree. I would definitely have to agree. So you want to get into the next one? You have to ask me the next question. Oh. (laughs) Oh, sorry. My brain. Okay. We're here. Has your definition of friend evolved throughout the different stages of your life? So like from childhood to adolescent to young adult to adult? Most definitely. Um, when I was a child, what is what did he say? Yes. <laughs> um, and then as I became a man, I put away a child. Yeah. So, anyways, so as a child, I was very much like about the term best friend, and then my best friend like tried to blame my mom for them getting into trouble, and I was like, oh, screw this word, like. Mm. I don't have no best friends. I'm never going to have a best friend. Like, I'm not about this best friend title. I have, like, I guess, like, different ranking of friends and right. friends for different things. Right. But I I don't, like, even even though you you are who you are and my cousin is who she is, <laughs> I, still don't, I still don't go around saying, like, you know, my best friend, my best friend. Time out, time like, out, okay? Because I feel very much like I'm in a situationship right now. And I feel what? like you're selling me something, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be honest with the people of the podcast. She said, even though who you are who you are, so you're not slapping the title on it is what you're saying? I'm not. <laughs> no, it's okay. And you could you could bring my best friend when I was a kid for that. Oh, girl, I will, okay? No, I'm not. Stop it. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> for a person who's under the weather, you're all the way turned up, okay? I don't understand what's happening. But yeah, so definitely from childhood, junior high, I just dropped ditch the term um, best <coughs> friend. And um, what happens to me is that I'm, I was raised the only child, if you will, right? So my friendships, I just really, really clung, or still do cling to them as like it, it voids, right? Almost extensions of siblings and like of family members. My right. friends are family. They feel like family to me. For majority of the people, like, I've been friends with over the time that I consider real close, like, one way or another, if you haven't met my mom, like, you've spoken to her on the phone, she's spoken right, to you yeah. or whatever, like, mm-hmm. she's she's had a real presence in her friendship yeah. <clears throat> as far as anyone being friends with me. Um, so, but definitely in college, I think that's when I had probably my greatest shift with friendship. Yeah, because that's when, like, I lost my dad. Right. And that just made me reevaluate a lot of friendships i had um and i like it's valid to say cut people off i distanced myself from people um people who i really expected to hold me down during that time didn't and i was like well why are we like even friends type right, of right. thing and then also with college i had so many people that i realized they weren't we weren't really friends outside of having class together and i mm. think that really sucked i graduated with, from college with like four friends and of those four friends i literally don't talk to like anyone 
I have some people who I well, I don't want to do him like that. There's one guy that like, we're we are friends, but it's not like we actually make the time to hang out with each other. It's right. like when we see each other, it's cool, but we actually don't see each other. We don't go around the same circles. But I wouldn't say he's not a friend. But um, I have like good acquaintances that were just like sodium social media interactions. But like the people that were actually like my friends from college, like four of them, right, five. We don't even talk. Mm. And the last friend that I was holding on to, like, you know, like, I confronted her, like, two years ago. Right, like, hey, right. Is there something? <clears throat> is there something wrong? Like, did I do something to you? Is there something, like, I'm not aware of? And she was like, no, everything's good. And, like, we haven't spoken in two years since that. And then my thing was just, like, if I'm coming to you saying, like, yo, as a what's woman. up? <laughs> I'm coming to you as a grown-ass person <laughs> and be like, if I did something wrong, let me know so I can apologize and we could go back to being friends. Right. And if... If you said that nothing happened, then, then what's, what's going on with you? Right. And and by this time, this was like two years ago. I definitely, I have lost like enough people by this time that I was like, I'm not chasing friendships. Girl, like I can't girl, chase friendships. Preaching real good. Um. And I. The, but the thing is, like I said, I was very clingy to my friendships. They were like, I think very highly of the people that I befriended, and I do expect my friendships to last like forever. Right. So when when they do fizzle, I just take it hard. I just do. I'm just like, how can we fix this? But, like, I don't know. Now I still feel like that, but I'm not really acting on that. So, so how for you, how has your definition of friendship evolved through the different stages of your life? Um, I think as a child, friendships to me were just kind of like, it's great. It's just great to have friends. Like, I, I didn't think much of it. I just wanted somebody to play with all the time, right? <laughs> and so um, my childhood best friend... Like, she and I, I think we, we took our, our friendship very seriously. Like, it was so real. We would spend, I, I would say we spent, like, every weekend together. It felt like that. If we did it, it felt like that. Uh, either I was at her house or she was at my house. And come Sunday, when it was time to go home, we would bawl our eyes out. Like, you would think that we lived on the other side, on opposite sides of the country, that we weren't going to see each other until sometime next year. When we were only going to see, we only lived, like, 10 minutes driving away from each other, um, 10 minutes away from each other driving. And we were going to see each other on Monday. So in a couple of hours. And we rode into school. school together. We rode into school together because her, her dad, no, 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 my mom brought us to school and her dad picked us up. So like, it was just a mess. But, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it was as serious as it could be for a child. Um, <clears throat> and then as I moved into uh, adolescence, I guess, like, junior high school time, uh, it was, was, like, friendships for me were, like, really, really playful, and I would say, much like you, like, I kind of threw around the best friend word, no, I didn't throw, I can't say I threw it around, but, like, I was very much interested in having a best friend, making sure somebody was, I had somebody to call my best friend, and, um, by the time I got to high school, things had started to shift, because, I don't know, I just didn't trust people, like, I had my best friends, and they were who they were, but I think by, like, sophomore year of high school, I started to feel, like, really funny about people. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I choose you as my best friend. Like, I was choosing a little bit more carefully. But then even, like, in the transition outside until, like, the transitionary period, like, right before leaving high school, I was really, like, really selective of who I even called friend. Like, we could be acquaintances, but I'm not calling you my... Like, I'm legit not calling you my friend. Like, yeah, that's that person right. that I know. I'm going to call them by their name because they're not my friend. I know who my friends are. So, I carry that to college with me. 
So no, I didn't have room for a best friend. No, I didn't have (laughs) room for any of that. At that point, I don't even think I had a best friend. I had close friends. Like what you're saying, like I abandoned the term best friend. Yeah. And for a long time, like I had abandoned the term best friend because I, I didn't like the title. And, and even still like, I, it's, it's just funny for me. Like I, every now and then I will say like, yeah, cause Monique is my best friend, but like the title feels weird. It does feel weird for me. It's so because, funny. Cause you know, ah, transparency, I don't say that about you, but people say it. Right. I'm just like, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it's like, what am I, I'm going to say no. And, and there's no, I guess if a, a person, if I were to say no, someone's like, okay, <laughs> that would be shady. Like that would be, be like, mad no. shady. <laughs> They'd be like, but these are all the things best friends do. And doesn't Kadesha do that? Isn't, isn't that Kadesha? I'm like, yeah, but I just don't like the term. Right. So. Right. And so I get it. Like, that's why it's not, I've never been pressed to be like, yeah, because Monique's my best friend. Like, aren't you my best friend? I just don't. Th- it's not that serious because I feel like yeah, no. we know where we stand in each other's lives. This feels very situationship ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I keep saying it's, it. It's not. It's not. It's all about the bond. Like, it's not about the title. It really is about the bond. And anybody who knows us. <laughs> stop. <laughs> anybody who knows us <laughs> knows the relationship. Like, they get I'm it. triggered. What's happening to <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not triggered. <laughs> I feel like saying that. But I was hoping you weren't triggered. I'm like, <laughs> but legit, anybody who knows, like, if my mom is doing something and she's like, oh, yeah, you can be, bring a friend, it's usually like, so Monique come in. Like, it's not even a question. You know what I'm saying? I know. So... Like that's just and the relationship. Low key not be trying to come on time because then because I'm <laughs> I gotta help out. Exactly. <laughs> you low key not trying to come on time, but you always end up there like right on time or like five and minutes after start time. I, I roll up my sleeves and I help, and then right I hide. because you have no choice, and then you hide in the house, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think like it, like now I would say I'm in a place where I still am not like looking to throw around the term best friend. Like I'm good with the relationships that I have, and like very much like what you said. My friends know who they are. My friends know where they stand in my life. Like, I was just having a conversation with a friend on Friday, and I was just saying that, like, I have, like, my, my level of friendship. I can't throw around the term friend now. Like, I'll say, oh, yeah, it's my friend. No, I'm good or well. Like, I don't, I don't mess with you like that. But <clears throat> there's levels to it, right? So if you're at a particular level in my life, like, you know, you know what I, can, what you, what I count on you for and what, and you, that you can count on me for particular things, you know? I, we know how we, um how we compliment each other. And then there's a, there's another layer that's like just a little bit below that. And then there's just acquaintances who I'll be like, yeah, it's my friend, but like, not really. You're just somebody Yeah, who... there needs to just be an, an American word for in between like friend and acquaintance. Yeah, but I think it's, it's all shady. So it's whatever. Okay. I know who my friends are. That's the bottom line. Okay. So what, well, we kind of touching on this, but what shifts have you noticed in the friendships that you have maintained? Um... So, definitely where I am now as an adult, the friendship that I've maintained, um, the, so, the, so starting with, like, our friendship, this friendship has been maintained initially, like, out of convenience, and it's even still kind of, like, a convenient thing, and but... And that's just, like, also something to be very honest about, right? Right, right. Because we've been friends since we were, like, 12 or whatever. Right. But... And friendship... So, okay, you could go. Sorry, but um, even though it's been um, maintained out of convenience, that's not the only thing that holds it together. Like the their substance to the relationship. Right. As I said before, like I can count on you for things. Like I'll never forget my first year of teaching at this in public school, and um, we were doing an episode. I know oh you remember gosh. this. And 
you did your can I say something? And then you're like, Kadesha, do you want to say something? And I just like, <laughs> ball, like, you're in the middle. Now, but I like, know. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Like, ball. So what my happened is, Kadesha just started crying in the middle. Like, as I asked her, I was like, I finished my can I say something as she said. And I'm asking her, and she's not responding. And I'm like, <laughs> like hello and she starts crying i'm just like what are you okay like what's happening do you want to do this another time like you can continue telling the story yeah and so she ended up just coming to my house like it was late it was late it was like it wasn't that late but it was probably like eight or nine or something and like it can be a little scary walking around the neighborhood because it's dark and there's trees (laughs) so but she definitely walked down the hill to come see me to make sure that I was okay. She's just like, do you want to talk? Like, do you just want to stand outside? And like, things like that I really value. It's For me, it's so important to know that if I'm going through something, like I have a friend who's there for me. And not just like if I'm going through something, like I need somebody to be there in my good times, my bad times, my in-between, and like you're just consistent. I need consistency. Like I need a consistent friend. Someone who I can I seek advice like, from. Huh? I was just, sorry. I was just saying like, I have just thinking like, I don't know what that impulse is, but like, I've done that so many times. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, the person, it's, if they were like walking distance or something, and I'm just like, gotta get to this person, gotta talk to them, gotta, like, are you okay? Like, what? Blah, blah, blah. But you're very I'm empathetic. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, you're that's a very empathetic person. Is. Yeah. My heart can't. My heart can't. Right. It does, but it can't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, somebody who's just, wait, what was the question? Oh, the shift. The question, yeah. Sorry. So the shift that I noticed is just like, um, the way that I choose my friends now or the way that I maintain friendships is just quality. Like, you have to meet me with a certain level of quality. I have to know that I can pour into you, you can pour into me, it's an ebb and flow, and that's it. Like, I can't I can't just be in a relationship where I'm solely taking or you're solely taking. Nah, not gonna work. But in the friendships that you have maintained, though, like, what, what have been the shifts in the friendships, if any? Oh, so when I phrased that, I didn't think of it that way. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. So the shifts. Hmm. Well, I yeah, because think... you said what shifts have you noticed in the types of friendships you maintain? So you're you you've said you answered your question that right. you, mean, you meant it. Right now you mean it a different way. So, yes. <clears throat> um, I think the shifts that I've noticed is just like maturity, just like adulting and maturity. Um, I think. Uh. I don't have as much time for my friends as I used to, you know, like I can't, I can't hang out with my friends all the time. I can't even talk to them all the time, but our, our bond, our bond is there and that's just what constantly keeps us together. So the shift is just the amount of time that I have, I have to spend with my friends. Okay. And to actually that's pour so- into the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, your first question, what shifts have I noticed in the types of friendships that I maintain? Um, the shifts that I've noticed? I feel like the type of friendships that end up being maintained are the low-maintenance friendships, mm-hmm. as you said. Um, I spoke about this on Rel's or the Cure podcast, and that with Elsie that I've been friends with her we realized just about like five years or so and two of those five years we didn't even see each other 
and we don't even talk often but when we talked it was just like a real good genuine conversation that we didn't even realize that we hadn't seen each other in two years because mm. she went she went away to grad school so the type of friendships i maintained are are friendships that are low maintenance however it's like mutual energy and effort being put forth into the friendship so those um last and it's it's really not about that whole quote about like who you've known the longest but like who is kind of i don't know well i don't forget how that goes like friendship is not about like yeah it's like friendship is not about who you've known the longest but like who's like showed up and like never left or something like that and um i think that the friendships that i maintained is that people that continuously like show up despite maybe the frequency Hmm. of how often they show up but they're still like there so um the shifts that i've noticed though within maybe like more specific friendships is that (laughs) more transparency and between the Mm. actual friendships like you know what i'm gonna ride that i'm gonna ride that okay sorry yeah i I feel like well it all comes with like age and maturity with like what you were saying (laughs) So it's like we're getting to points. Well, college, I think, brought that meltdowns. Everybody basically had some sort of meltdown in college. And that postgraduate life, too, those first couple years out of college, be it if you went for your master's or you didn't or you took a break before you went for your master's, like really being honest with each other about like our weaker moments, the things that we're struggling with emotionally, professionally, dating wise, family wise, just being real honest about a lot of the changes that we could not anticipate in life. Um, whereas the earlier parts of the friendships, it, it was more juvenile just because we were juvenile ourselves. Right, right, right. So, um, notice that I noticed in, in a few of the, I, well, they weren't maintained, but just really, I, I unfortunately had some friendships where we like really just grew apart. Like, um, there wasn't much effort being poured in. And I'm the type of person where like, I do continuously reach out to people. And so if I feel like, well, if I don't hit this person up, I'm not going to hear from them. I do eventually, takes me a while, get to a point where, like, I'm not even hitting this person up anymore. Like, I'm not. So, I, unfortunately, I noticed that shift where it just, like, you just, just grow apart. And uh, with some people, I think it would be interesting to be, in, if we so happen to be in the same space, how that would be. Mm-hmm. But um, with some people, I know it will be fine. But that's the shift I noticed, just growing apart. The Trey is Studio's newest model for those with an active lifestyle, while having impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones and well-balanced sound. With over nine hours of active battery life and 10 days of standby life, the tray is the perfect companion for you at home or on the go. It is made out of sweat-proof material and has custom wing tips that stay comfortably in your ear no matter how you're moving. You'll never be caught off guard while wearing them as they provide sound transparency, letting you listen to music and be aware of traffic and conversations near you. The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. The tray comes with a clip to keep the cord secure on your shirt if moving around a lot, and a genuine leather carry pouch so your headphones will never get ruined in your bag again. Visit studiosweden.com and use the code QUEENS15 to get 15% off any purchase, and they provide free worldwide shipping. I um, I really like the transparency thing because I think that, like, that's big. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about you and I, and like there was a point where we were, we were like good friends. There was a long period of time where we were good friends, but we were very like on the surface. Yeah. And I think, like you said, like after college, uh, 
a few life years into hitting. like yeah a few years into like real adulthood that's when we started to become like more transparent about things and like have real real conversations about mm-hmm. life like real open honest conversations about life and they was just like wow like we're here <laughs> definitely and then yeah. just like on a on a broader spectrum like for instance the topic of sex like i had two to three friends where we would talk about sex and sexual things or whatever but mm-hmm. like i wouldn't talk with anybody else about anything and i actually even within those friendships wouldn't share much anyway i would just like listen and if somebody wanted a sounding board or wanted some advice but i was like i'm really not speaking from a place i'm just right. here as your friend listening right. i wouldn't really sharing so it's really like to reach that point of transparency where you guys are just you know whatever yeah finally sharing stuff yep but um on to the next one. Um, who do you prefer to be friends with, men or women, and why? I don't have a preference. Okay. They each they each have their own place. Now, I definitely have, or I had a good a good amount of guy friends. Like I always had guy friends. Um, I was a tomboyish for a bit, but that solely wasn't the reason why I um. Grew up really closely with these cousins. Uh, they were two, now three, or they became three. Three of them. I grew up real closely with them. So my older cousin, he was just like two years older. Um, I basically low-key like wanted to be like him to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> so I confessed that like a couple years ago. He was like, I know. I always knew that. I was like, oh, oh, gosh. Like, Shut up. I should have never told you this. <laughs> but so just like whatever. So I always kind of liked being around him and his friends because they're just so different from like girls and like the conversations. And then transitioning into like puberty and starting to hear like boy talk or eventually guy talk. I just always found it intriguing because as girls, we just always have this like, as I say, like reading between the lines and trying to like understand what a guy is saying and thinking and this, that, and the third. And then I would hear my cousin and his friends talk and I'd be like, but this is actually like what it is. Like why as girls and also in, in with high school and college, I really became the type of person is like, why ask girls for advice about guys? Like why can't I just like ask a guy? Right. Like, I mean, why not? <laughs> that just feels for me the the makes more sense to yeah. do. Because with all due respect, you guys do have like a, a overall kind of like general yeah. consensus with yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Whereas women just don't. To a certain extent, like we don't have like a general consensus of whatever. So oh, I think um, we're saying that women do. I feel like we have a general consensus about our perception of men. Okay, but it's not it's not the same. It's like you can go to a dude and ask him for advice about a dude's behavior. You can ask probably three dudes advice about one dude's behavior, and you're gonna get roughly the same answer. Right, right, right. Unless like, your name is Reek. <laughs> what unless your name is reek his his um no, opinions I feel, about I things i feel like people wouldn't deviate too far from the, a lot of the stuff reek says really depending on the situation that's okay. being presented all right so that's what i'm trying to say like if now if a man were to bring a problem that he's having with his lady to three different women he's going to have three different oh answers. yeah he's, he's not really going to have the help <laughs> he should know? never bring his problem to a woman i mean maybe like somebody in his family but well, he's trying to get the thing is like they're trying to gain perspective. That's what I'm saying. So I always like throughout still throughout my whole life. I've always kept like three ish, four or five ish mm. guy friends. And not that they're all like this whole like best friend level, but they're dudes that I can talk to about like dating or whatever. And 
also just have male friends just like just like kind of shoot the shit with that's just what it is the same way you have like platonic same gender friendships right well there's a platonic you know different gender friendships and like i i I enjoy my friendships with my guy friends i'm sorry Um, can we double back a little bit yeah um i know we have this conversation but i just want to be clear is it possible to have a platonic male friend Completely I have never had had any non-platonic relations with any of my guy friends. Okay. So, uh, for me, I think yes. it's very possible. Okay. Um, that's not to say that our friendships maybe didn't start off from one perception to another. Okay. But it's was established as a platonic friendship, and it's never stepped outside of that. Okay. For me. Okay. Um. So yeah. Yeah, there's that. Those are friendships. There are those friendships, and even if people are are attracted to their same gender or whatever, you do have those friendships where like you can like someone, someone likes someone or whatever, and they you have to work through that. Um, but I do think you can have a, a platonic friendships with whatever gender you're attracted to. Okay. So, but, um, yeah. So the sub question for this is the importance of female friendships, and uh, that's why they have their own thing. I don't think there's. I don't think, like, I understand with the whole preference of, like, oh, well, guy friends are less drama, which they're not. If you actually are friends with the guy, they're (laughs) human, and humans are dramatic. So that's just what it is. But the importance of female friends is just all of the BS that we have to deal with as women. Relatability. Mm -hmm. Huh? Relatability. Yeah, you have someone that just knows what you're going through. Like, right. my, my coworker and I or whatever, we'd be like, we're here cramping, feeling like our uteruses are falling out. Girl, and people really trying to ask us about... on it. Right? And you just <laughs> bond over stuff like that. You girl, could be like, oh, girl, my girl. boobs are feeling really tender or whatever. And unfortunately, as women, we, are, we always can come together about... A dude that ain't done us right. Because That's nine a- times out of ten, you can't have a conversation with a female, with a bunch of females, and not have some, not have it somehow directed to men. Some something is gonna trigger Jeez. someone to say Jeez. something else. But um, so you just you just kind of you you need friend, uh, female friends. You need that like sisterly bond. You need right. that like yeah that uh. If you're super girly or whatever, you can have the little shopping things or whatever. And if you're tomboyish, still you still have that like women in male spaces type of thing. Like female friendships are so important for women. I think female friendships are also very extremely important for men um, because it just gives them the perspective. Right. You know, and and it shouldn't, unfortunately, but still, it shouldn't be that like, oh, your mother, sister, whatever. Like, here's a person that's not related to you, um, that you've befriended and you guys are like not having sex or not being any sort of like physical interactions, like whatever. This is like a legit cool person that just happens to be a woman. And like you, the men can get insight of like a woman's experience through life. And I think that's beneficial. Right. You have the source right there. Um, I think how about you I think it sucks that like there's there's always this conversation about like if like if a guy's in a relationship whether or not he should have female friends like outside of the relationship obviously outside Mm -hmm. of the relationship because like I also think about the fact that females are trifling females are trifling you would like men but men can be just trifling too he's (laughs) not friends with trifling women right you also wouldn't want him to be friends with trifling men because right 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 male friends that will push up on you on the low or something 
And wait, you'd be like, wait, what? Oh, push up on you. I thought you meant push up on him. I'm like, wait, where are we going right well, now? Well, if his, I mean, that can happen. That's still trifling. No, it is trifling. It is. But I mean, you, right? Like, you can have a, right like, being with a guy and his dude when when your guy isn't around, his dude is kind of looking at you a little, right? You know, whatever, right? Um, so I'm I'm not opposed to a dude having female friends. I think that y'all just got to be respectful as like, right, right. That's, that was one of the things that I was experiencing with the guy that I was dating. Actually, it's like I said from the beginning, like I have a bunch of guy friends and mm-hmm. I hang out with my guy friends and I hang out with them one on one. Like right. I had That's a the friend thing. that, right. I, I had a friend that he and I will go see animated movies together. Right. Fine. You don't want to see these movies with me <laughs> anyway. So this is what I'm going with. Right. And this, but this was established before you and I started dating. And then I have, like, another co-worker where he and I see a lot of indie movies together because we are interested in that stuff. It's not dates. It's not whatever. We also go to bars and, like, catch up because, like, life. But it's, like, this, I'm telling you this from the beginning, from the jump, and you have to trust me that there isn't more than what's going on to this. You've also met this person, and I've articulated, I we're not into each other like that. Like, this is just what we do as friends. Like, if it wouldn't have been a problem if this was a female that I was doing this stuff with. Right. But it's a problem because it's a guy. And I'm not being shady about it. Like, if you ask me a question, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'm at the movies with such and such. Or like, That's I good, though. I mean, you should be open and honest, like, not hiding. If the hiding is the is the trifling part, too. Right. If y'all even, are just friends, well. Right, because even if, it's, it, even if it's just like we're hanging out at the movies and we're platonic friends then just say that we we have to move and, <laughs> and even with podcasting things that was a thing too like oh you're going to this and i was like what are you talking about oh boy oh yeah i remember right it's like yeah. well again you don't want to attend any of these things so you're getting upset because i'm attending with a friend that has the same interest like right. i don't the friend just happens to be a male individual. Right. It's like, well, you go to all, you go, you hang out with them so often. It's like, we go to the same podcast things together. We go to the same indie movie things together. We see animations together. Like, you don't want to do these things. I'm not going out with strangers. Right. Okay. I digress, I should say. But um, that was just speaking to your point of like, it, of having opposite gender friends or a gender right. that you're attracted to when you're in a relationship. Like, you're not cool with that. Me? Are you cool with it or you're not? Um, I think I'm tolerant of it. <laughs> hmm. That says enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm tolerant of it. And I'll just leave it there. Um, so to the question of preference. Um, this is funny because I like I've never really had a bunch of male friends to say that I prefer one of with over the other. Um, there was a point in time where I was just like, I wish I had a bunch of men men as friends or a bunch of males as friends because I feel like I wouldn't have to worry about drama, which is like what you said earlier. But um, I just like you're saying, I just think that both um, friendships offer different things. So I don't I don't have a preference one because I haven't really had enough male friends to say that, like, I prefer to have male friends over female friends. Um, but then also in just thinking about when my boyfriend was just my friend. I didn't reveal as much to him as I revealed to my female friends because the, for me, like the, it was a, it's a really, it was a really good friendship relationship, but I feel like there were certain things that should have remained surface level. 
kind of like what I said about you, like when we, before we crossed that, that little threshold into adulthood, you and I would just talk about certain things. And so it was, it was the same thing. So I think that with like having male friends, it's hard for me to express myself completely as I would with a female friend. Like I feel like I could just completely be myself with a female. It's just like, girl, you get me. You know what I mean? There's just like this, this level, this level of comfortability that comes with me having female friends. And it's, it's really all in the experience. And I think yeah. also, I don't think I'm that com- comfortable around men in general. Like I, I feel a little, like a sense of discomfort around men. I just feel like I have to like monitor the way I move, mm, monitor, uh, not always completely like the things that I say, but I just have to be very aware of myself when I'm in the presence of men. So I think I that's think, something else that would make it hard for me to really be. I think that sounds like there's something like to unpack in there. Not I think no, I no, 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 I'm definitely not going to unpack it on the show. But if I can be honest, I definitely like I thought that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess definitely. like for me, it's always it like I think it's just like my family that mm-hmm. I grew up around that we were all just kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I said, with my cousin and his friends and stuff like I would just like hang out like with them and stuff like that so like i i've never felt a kind of way about as you're saying about kind of like feeling like you have to move a certain way or like to be very aware of yourself and what you're saying and and your movements like i've never um i felt i've not in terms of like friends male friends feel that way dating yes um not not with male friends and like with my with my guy friends i guess it would be like kind of like once we got into like college or friends that I was befriending around that time, uh, the same thing with the transparency is that like we talked about just about everything. I still would say like physical relation stuff that is only relatively recent uh, conversations to have with guy friends. But I still think it's it's actually quite interesting. Once I like got over that that wall with some of my guy friends, it was just like really like a new level of of the friendship it's like oh now we could basically talk about like anything and kind of the same thing about like well if a girl farts in her sleep like how do you like you know <laughs> and i'm like don't tell her okay she's an angel um she didn't do that that was like just rainbows and like flowers <laughs> so don't tell her <laughs> but it was kind of cool to like get to that level of, of the friendship and stuff like that but honestly though, i think that's something that i miss though because like I can't have those com- I can't have those types of conversations. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't be on this podcast. Like I feel like I can't talk to men about things that I would talk to about with girls and to get that perspective. And that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. So, uh the next question, who asks it me or you? Can, can you take note of what you were about to say cuz I really want to know. And just say it um, later. Okay, <laughs> let me note it down. Thanks. Um, yeah, so there's that. And the importance of female friendship is just, like I said, relatability. Like, I can relate. Like, what you said with the whole period thing, like, as of lately, remember we talked about my anger thing? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get me. Like, sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Like, don't talk to me. Just don't. Hi? Just don't talk to me. Don't hit me up. Like, just leave me alone. <laughs> and you get it. You just be like, yeah, girl, because I've been there, too. And I appreciate that. <laughs> the thing is, there I don't have a single problem leaving people alone. I just would like for them to like not hint, but like just kind of say so. Just right. Say, I need right. I need some space. I need a break or whatever. Like don't do this like passive aggressive or like kind of sh- 
it like really like cryptic behavior because I get concerned. <laughs> that's just where I'm coming from. And that's I'm like, oh and I'm gosh, famous for that. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. famous for I'm that. Like, oh my gosh, they're not okay. Like something's wrong. Something's super wrong. I hope everyone's okay. I hope everyone's <laughs> and meanwhile, you're just having a bad day, and you don't want to be bothered. And I'm right. stressing out over you. Right. Let's do me that favor. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but friend. yes, who asked the next question? Is it your question or my question? Because we got to get this going. I know we do. Uh, I don't know. You do. Fine. Do you buy the narrative that women are too whatever to be friend? I used to buy that narrative. However, I have some bomb. Actually, you give you give me the vibes of that. No, I have I have some bomb female friends that negate that. There are women who I'm just like you know I like I can't I can't. For instance, those chicks that I talked about in the last episode who was trying me at the day twenty six event. Like those are chicks who are too everything. Like they too hood. They're just too catty, like too extra. Why, like, why are you being so extra? I can't with females who don't have a certain level of maturity, who don't have a certain level of tact, class about them. That's it. Yeah, I don't buy into the narrative that women are too like anything. Like they could say like women are like very jealous of their friends or envious or shady or shisey or trifling and all that stuff. I don't buy into the narratives because I think everybody can be too something to be right. friends. Like. Right. Yeah, I can be too sensitive to be friends with. Like, whatever. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> that's just that's just what it is. So, we don't buy into that. Right. Um, the next part is Alicia from Cubicles of Curls again. Uh, she sent us this um, article to speak on. It's written by Roxanne Gay. This was written in 2014. And it lists 13 rules for female friendships. So, Kadesha's going to start us off. Mm, you can start off because you have number four. Okay, fine. So one thing that she said was sometimes your friends will date people. Oh, my God. Girl, you better speak on it right here. Okay. Why did I have to start this? Okay. (laughs) So Speak on it. Sometimes. Stop it. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes your friends will date people you cannot stand. And now you want to cough, Kadesha? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you can either be honest about your feelings or you can lie. There are good reasons for both. Sometimes you'll be the person dating someone your friends can't stand. If your man or woman is a scrub, just own it so you and your friends can talk about more interesting things. My go-to explanation is, I am dating an asshole because I'm lazy. <laughs> You're welcome to borrow it. Now, I thought that was great. Um, oh, because girl. that touched me on a personal level. Girl, it touched me on a personal level, but I was like, let Stop me... Stop, Kadesha. Let me, let me just talk leave to it. the people. I'm going to leave it there. Let me talk to the people. No. Um, so, if you are an OG, tell my OG listener, there was that Situationship episode where I was dating this guy that was driving me crazy. <laughs> Why are you talking like this right now? Because I can. I can. And um, <laughs> if you are a, a still a newbie but OG listener, <clears throat> you can listen to the Curious Christmas episode where I like... Oh. <laughs> Even before it's that, fine, the situation. Fine. So you need to listen to the shit. <laughs> Kadeja just cursed everybody. That's what happened. I'm not <laughs> doing that out. Oh no! <laughs> she, she cursed on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But God knows you. <laughs> <laughs> but you got caught up in thinking about this dude that I was. Dating, <laughs> Maybe so that's what it was. I, I understand. The devil got you. <laughs> got you first. Oh my gosh. Kay's just not dying at all. She's not. She's just she's just sick. 
<laughs> okay. So what I was saying is that you need to listen to the situationship episode first, and then you follow it with the cures episode. Okay? <laughs> oh man, I oh, was gosh. so done with the cures. <laughs> done like in drinking. Um, oh my gosh, the guys. cures podcast. Never ever forget. So, anyways that's not the point the point is that i was dating someone that initially kadesha liked you know because he was fine um and then just like over time there was valid reasons for kadesha not to like him so um i never said that i was dating an asshole because i'm lazy but i wouldn't say that's far from the truth um i don't think he's an asshole but i do think i'm lazy so that's that nice little transparent moment there but um yeah and i Kadeshia didn't really date someone I couldn't stand. I just, um, just kind of similarly, I just wanted her to be done with him. As, as But they were already, like, in the process of ending things. Oh, right. So, I, I almost didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah, there was that guy. I also can't say I didn't stand him because I wasn't interacting with him a right. lot. But there was that one memorable dude. Right. Um, and that's why I was thinking. I was just like, yeah. who's she talking about? Cause and I, I also remember like the first time I was like, yeah, you better treat her right or whatever. And it's only for him to be the type of person he turned out to be. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, this is just this is just life, though. This is just like friends are going to date people and like people for various reasons. And yeah, and I'm, I was also very honest with Kadesha. I was like, Kadesha, listen, like I'm aware of what I'm doing. Like I don't ask people for dating <laughs> advice. I right. also try and. Not to give. We're both good about that, that, though. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm not like really practicing. Like, right. Also, a friend recently, she was dealing with this dude who's like super, super emotionally like manipulative. Like, mm. he would say like nice things to her, but then turn around if they're having a disagreement, and she's like, "Yeah, see, this is why this, and you're this type of person, and I don't, I could never be like say some really, really like off the wall stuff and like mm. really nasty and curse her out." So she was trying to ask me like. Like, what should she do? Because she felt like she's never had really a connection with a guy like this before. And I'm like, yeah, but when he's upset, he's really, really not nice. And it's just Mm. like, you really would rather endure all of that just for the sake of, like, the connection? Mm. And I kind of understand liking somebody and knowing that they're, like, trash, but still wanting them in your life. But my, my trash wasn't, like, emotionally abusive like that. They had their own issues. But I was like, I'm not going to tell you to leave him because people could probably tell me to step away from who I was dealing with. And I, right. like, wouldn't. So I was like, I'm not the one to be, you know, pot calling the kettle black or whatever type of thing here. But I was just like, you know no man should be talking to you like that. And um, that's not that's not worth the nice moments that you have. It's like mm-hmm. anytime he gets triggered about something. This is how he blows up. And this is not even, he said, this is not even the worst of him. Oh, like, that's not, you should be waiting around for the worst girl. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, that just doesn't, that just doesn't seem worth it. Right. That just really, really doesn't seem worth it. So anyways, that was, she had, that was the point that she was just making. Let your friends know. Now I'll tell them. I was like, I don't need advice. I don't. Right. Um, just but just, me. just back to what you were saying about, um, you know, friends dating people that you can't stand or whatever. Like, I remember when I was really trying to figure out if I should tell you, but then I was like, no, like, I'm her friend. And like, I'm like this kind of friend. Like, she should know that I don't like him. I'm, I mean, <laughs> even without me saying it, I know she knows, but I just feel like I need to express this and I need to express the fact that I'm not happy that she's continuing this because she's better than this. Oh, yeah. And him. I'm better. Situation. I deserve better. I know better is out there. Right. Um, but it's definitely and that's what bugs me because I'm like you're just too wise like you just be knowing everything. 
Uh, right, and and um, <laughs> and, right. and I'm also <laughs> and I'm also aware that I'm complacent and being lazy right. at the exactly. moment. Exactly, and it's like, but what are you? But you know what? I'm just like, this is this individual. I do not have to marry this individual. I don't have <laughs> any inheritance to, to come by being with this individual. Like I don't. There's just nothing tying me to this person except for the fact that like. I just want to like I don't know and um it's good when it's good and when it's not good like well whatever um that's that that's just so interesting hmm. so so interesting so what's the next point because I'm done oh. talking about myself like this <laughs> okay so, so the next point is want nothing but the best for your friends because when your friends are happy and successful it's probably going to be easier for you to be happy um, so I would like crap out that last part about it's probably going to be easier for you to be happy because I felt like I, there weren't there sub points for that. Uh, oh yeah, they were, they were, but I didn't, I didn't put them here. It's fine. It's fine. The sub points um, speak to what you're getting at. Right. So, um, so in, in the whole portion where it says it's, it's probably going to be easier for you to be happy. I don't like that because. I don't find my happiness in someone else. Yes, people do make me happy, but hi, I got to be happy first. And then, like, I just want you to compliment me, okay? Um, or just add some additional happiness. So I have to sprinkle a little additional here. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I completely agree with the fact that you should want nothing but the best for your friends. Uh, because I want my friends to want the best for me too, right? I just think right. that we're all moving, shaking, growing together. So that, that's what this is about. Friendships are... are um, like growing circles, there there are there are opportunities for you to help to grow someone, for you to grow yourself, and this just goes back to what I was saying earlier about there there are essentially relationships that should be poured into, they should be nurtured, they should be watered. You are pouring into someone, someone else is pouring back into you. Your friendships, your friends are reflections of you, and vice versa. So be happy for your friends, my friends. Moment, my friends, Kay. All of my friends, my good friends, are winning, are doing wonderful things. And I'm just so proud to be in this circle of friends. <laughs> so I'm happy for y'all, for all of y'all. Um, Even if you don't listen so to my show. <laughs> I, I want to speak on the fact that, like, it's not always easy to be happy for your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, no. It says, it's probably going to be easier for you to be happy if, like, your friends are happy and successful. That's not necessarily very true because you can't get envious. You can think, like, oh, what's yeah. taking me so long. Right, um, right, right. Not necessarily, like, a why them or not me type of thing, but just, like, well, why not? Like, me too. Like, what about me type right, of thing? Right. And I think sometimes, because we live in that social media culture, but even before that, like, a, a comparison culture. Like, I remember which I didn't like, but enough of, like, one of my childhood friends would get compared to me a lot, and some of my cousins would get compared to me a lot. So it's just, like, I could understand if it were hard for them to be happy for me when they're constantly being compared to me, like, type of thing. So even within friendships, it's, like, you kind of comparing yourself to your friends in that are you guys really at the same level? Like, are you guys progressing at the same, like, speed almost? Like, well, if I got out of college at this time and you got out of college at this time, how come, like, it was your trajectory in your career, it was faster, like, than mine? Like, you know, and it's like, it's like, as you are saying, that your happiness shouldn't be elsewhere but in, within yourself, right? But I can understand, though, how having successful friends when you made, like, okay, Molly and Issa, right? <coughs> Isa could find it difficult 
to really be happy for Molly. Not that she yeah. didn't, but still. Right. But she was having a rough time. Like, the breakup, the apartment, the car. So, like, how can you be happy for your friend when, like, your life is just really, like, shit? Right. You know? Right, right, right. So that's, that's that. Uh, the next one that I had was to tell your friends the hard truth that they need to hear. They might get pissed about it, but it's probably for their own good. And she says, once her best friend told her to get her love life together and to demand an action plan, and it was irritating but also useful. She, the sub points were, don't be totally rude about telling the truth and consider how much truth is actually needed to get the job done. Finesse goes a long way. And also that these conversations are more fun when preceded by an emphatic girl. That's what Kadeka likes <laughs> to say. So, um, yeah, so I would say like this for my cousin. I've had some like, but that's like, we are, we're like sister, sister, cousin, friends, like we're all of that. So I've definitely, unfortunately had to be like the older, I'm only older than her by like a year, but still be like, yo, dude, like, you know, yeah. you might want to, and I hear you and your feelings are valid. However, the way that you're going about this, the way right. that you went about this, the way that you intend to go about this, like you need to understand how you are being offensive and then making people be defensive to you. And they're not only being defensive, they're really lashing out because they just feel that disrespected. And it's like, you are trying to come from a good place, but it's like your approach, your approach, dude. Right. So it's like, it is important to have those conversations with your friends and be real. Like you just said earlier, you had your real moment with me and mm -hmm. I was like, Thanks, Kadesha. And this went and just frolicked along <laughs> back to where I came from. <laughs> but, like, you had to do that because also for right. you want to be like, well, I care about you. And right. I care about what you're doing. I don't know if you care about what you're doing. But I care and I just got to let you know real quick, I don't like it. Okay? Yeah. So. <laughs> you can do what you do, but I just want you to know that I don't like it. Okay? Yeah. And that you deserve better, girl. That's it. <laughs> I had... But a good amount of people be like, yeah, you deserve better. I'm like, I know. I know. Um, but it just feels good getting it off your chest. And I think also with that, <laughs> as a friend, you have to also know when to back off. So, like, I share what I share with you. I told you I don't like it, right? I have to trust it. You're just going to make decisions that you think are in your best interest. Right. Even if and I don't like, completely agree, I've said what I said. I don't have to keep beating you Right. And then that. also, what friends should do is if your friend approaches you about something and you are not going to change your actions articulate that and don't bring up the subject don't bring up anything right. about whatever right. it is right because if it was a situation if it was an issue where i was just like girl i don't like this boom but then you keep bringing up like tell me problems and stuff i would just be like you serious yeah right like we here right now because i know i done told you cut it out I'm not one of your like little students, okay? <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> I get tired. You know, I get tired of people who complain about things. This is also a things. personal tangent, Kadesha. You. It is, and who complains? This has about nothing things. to do with the friendship episode right now. <laughs> it, it does because I'm just thinking, like, if you were complaining on, a, they're not on your friends. Basis, you're right. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's the next point that you have? <laughs> The next point is um, my voice. Ugh. When something is wrong and you need to talk to your friends and they ask you how you are, don't say, quote unquote, fine. They know you're lying and it irritates them. And a lot of time is wasted with the back and forth. Are you sure? Yes. And really? And I am fine. Tell your lady friends the truth so you can talk it out. And I was so companion companionably 
I've never even heard of that word before. Me neither. Or, or she made it up. Or move on to other topics. Um, that that touched me on a spiritual level because I'm good for saying yeah, like I'm cool. And nine times out of ten, if I say I'm cool, I'm anything but cool. I'm hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and this is something that I talk about often is I need to get better at expressing my feelings and expressing when I'm not okay. Because yeah. I am very much a passive aggressive person. So if something's not cool, instead of me just saying, look, this isn't cool. I don't like this. I'll just let it simmer and I'll let things build up. And I'll just go on telling you that I'm fine, although I'm not. And then by the time it's time for me to say that I'm not fine, like things have spiraled so far out of control and I'm like fuming. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, just be honest. Even if you don't want to talk about it in the moment, I can just say I'm not fine, but I'll let you know when I'm ready to to communicate more about that. So (laughs) I'm like all all the way on the other side. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm very quick to be like, I'm not okay. (laughs) I follow it up with like, I don't want to talk about it. Right. Um, But I, I, I do like Marcus has hit me up before and he's let me know like, Oh, if I need anyone to talk to. And then, (laughs) and then like I had a moment, I was like, Marcus, I might not ever want to talk like, um, I just might not, but I thank you. And I appreciate you for like always saying that if there's a chance, you know, and also I'm not the type of person that even when I say I don't want to talk, I'm not going to be like rude and stingy to you. I might let you right. know like, okay, well, this is a brief of like what's going on. And this is why I don't really want to talk. Right. Um, but I really respect people that don't probe and like force it out of me because right. then we're just, we're just going to create a problem. But how I was like brought up by my mom with, with speaking out about that type of thing, at least saying like, I'm not okay. And she was just like, you're going <laughs> to dramatic, like West Indian lady. So like, you're going to get ulcers in your stomach, like holding on to all oh, of this gosh. stuff. And I'll be like, ulcer? Like, what? I don't want an ulcer. And I'm looking <laughs> up with ulcer and it's like your stomach eroding. And I was like, oh what? my gosh. Like if I, if I, yeah. Like if I don't <laughs> tell people how I feel, I'm going to, my stomach is just going to like eat itself. Like, yes, this was the whole, it's weird. My, right. My mom didn't plant that seed. She just said, you're going to get, <laughs> right. Uh, what did I say the word was? Ulcers. Okay. Right. And my mind just took it to another level. Like, I'm, my stomach's going to eat itself if I don't say that I'm not okay when I'm not okay. Um, so I didn't always used to be like, tell like the same thing, like tell people straight out, like, well, this, when you did this or X, Y, and Z type of thing. I also understand that, like, I'm a, I'm an empath, empath, whatever the word is, empath, empath, I believe, or hashtag a sensitive person, right? Because I'm a cancer and cancers are super sensitive. So I also want to make sure like I'm reacting not solely from like an emotional place, but like mm-hmm. I'm, I want to process my feelings and I want to make sure, especially as I got older, trying to be more intentional with my words and make sure like what I can't help how people hear my words really, but I still want to make sure that there's as, as little room for misinterpretation when I am saying that like, I don't feel good because of X, Y, Z, especially if it's something someone said or did because I don't want them to feel attacked. But I do have to articulate that like this wasn't cool. Um, And I don't like to hold things in because they do add up. And then it it really does feel like I'm attacking the other person when, when I'm not trying to. It's just that like I wasn't sure like if I was making a big deal out of nothing. But then things start adding up and I was like, damn, I got a whole bunch of things I have to say. But I also like to just kind of say things sooner than later uh, to move on from it, like to get to, to kind of get my mind off of it. But I don't I don't hesitate to say, like, I'm not fine. Like it happens. Which is good. Just, uh, yeah. 
It is real. And that, well, you know, uh, sometimes I'll just be like, I don't really want to talk. I'm not, I'm not in the mood. I might turn off my phone and do this. Right. And I try to give a heads up because uh, it can be concerning if you're not responding to things and answering people back. And they're just wondering, like, what's up with you? Right. You and I'm good for that. Something. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Going off the grid like, hey, hi, you couldn't say. <laughs> Okay, so there's that. The last point that I have is surround yourself with women you can get sloppy drunk with who won't draw stupid things (laughs) on your face if you pass out and who will help you puke if you over celebrate and who will also tell you if you get sloppy drunk too much (laughs) or behave badly when you are sloppy drunk. Yes, I picked this deliberately because Kadesha has been there (laughs) for thankfully it's not I don't have a numerous like uh amount no. of times no. that they first not. i'm not even a sloppy drunk to no. be honest right um that's why we friends but kadesha has been there and um my cousin has been a few cousins have been there <laughs> right oh my gosh long on icy days are over thank god um and i'm trying to get people to stop offering me dark liquor because i know i have no business indulging in that um, you say that every time god. Yeah, and people people that listen to this know this. They know I don't need that. They know, and they still. But, you know, um, yeah, I just don't need that in my life. So you should have, first off, I have never had anyone draw on my face. I've never even been around people. I also didn't, I didn't go away to college, so that's probably a way too. So I've never even been in that situation where people were drunk and, and had stuff drawn on their face. But I have definitely a good group of women and men, thankfully, that like, I think I could feel comfortable if I were to drink one too many drinks and nothing would happen to me. I'd be cool. Um, I've also been that person. But I've I've definitely told a couple of my friends, like, yo, like, you can't. Because you're sleeping everywhere. You're very touchy-feely with strange men. You're flirting. There's creeps. And, like, you're engaging in the creep behavior. And now I have to be, like, the hater friend stopping, cock-blocking, all this. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so I've been that friend and, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's good. You need those. You need someone that's going to look out for you. Cause like, yeah. 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 That was, that was good. You really did pick yours today. Yeah. I mean that first one, I was like, oh my God, I have to pick this one. Cause (laughs) Kadesha didn't pick it. So yeah. And I was, I was very strategic about not picking it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so my last it would have been shady. If you had picked it, it would have been shady. I'm like, <laughs> like, I heard you when you said it to my face. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm I'm not I'm not meeting you on that shady tip. Okay, so my last one is my my mother's favorite saying is I am not gonna pronounce this because I can't. Um, but in English, it is when uh oh no, it doesn't say it in English. Whenever she didn't approve of whom I was spending time with, she'd say this ominously. It means essentially you are who whom you surround yourself with. And I mean, that just reiterates everything I've been saying. Like, I select my friends. I was talking to my mom, uh, like, last week, and she was just saying, you know, sometimes you don't choose your friends. And I was like, no, I'm going to stop you right there, mom, because you do choose your friends. Like, every person who I consider a friend has been carefully selected. Like, people who I don't consider my friends anymore or at all is for a reason like you can't run in my circle if you're not meeting me with the same level of quality if you right. don't have your life together or if you're not on your way to pulling your life together we can't be friends because you have nothing to offer me and that sucks it sucks that i have to phrase it that way that you have nothing to offer me but that's just so real i'm 28 years old i have no business playing around with with people who don't have their ish together i don't have business i don't have time for that 
I barely have time to keep mine together, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, no, I just I just completely agree with it. I don't have anything else to say. Okay. That was a good one. Thank you. Um, so we were going to close with the import- importance of female friendships, which, which we talked about, and uh, how to evaluate friendships to keep in adulthood. I think we kind of addressed that too, though. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think of like the the most recent friends that I have made. Mm. Um, I guess what what was worth maybe like keeping them around or like actually pouring into that friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really not. I think it's really just like having similar interests, like you're saying, similar like ideals, similar. Um, I think it's really just like kind of like those things. Like you're saying friends that pour into you, saying friends that have their their ish together. I can't say that the the friends that I have have their ish together, unfortunately. I want the best for them. I want them to have it together. But it is like I was saying, at least in terms of the guy friends, it's like, well, we like animations or we like indie films. And it's just like I've this is post-college life. I've had I've kept friendships um, because of just like. Uh, similar interests like Elsie was a friend that we like volunteered together um I can't say it that I really have friends from when I worked in retail still they mm-hmm. I guess we've all become acquaintances but just in and like I know enough people struggle with actually making new friends in their adult life yeah and that's not necessarily a struggle for me um, the struggle has been really just like keeping friends that I've like almost known my whole life because of all the the growth that happens within those friendships. Yeah. So like that sucked. And and uh, I'm just gonna reiterate this. I don't know if this person listens to the podcast, but what's always, for the most part, ended friendships for me was just not feeling supported. Like I support the heck out of my friends, but between yeah. calling and and texting and checking up, like that's just the kind of person I am. But mm-hmm. then I take a moment. I'm like, but they don't call me, but they Girl, don't text me. I feel like I've had to call you out on that too, though. Like you need to stop because you <laughs> like you're pouring out more than they're they're putting back in, and it's not yeah, right. Like yeah. I don't like stuff like that. Yeah, and it just like this is I'm gonna get a little transparent. So I had this the individual with, that I was friends with for like that long, like almost like 10 years. And they did not come to the podcast event. And they didn't say that they weren't coming. They didn't say like why they didn't show up. And I just took that extremely personally. And we have not spoken since the podcast event. Like I don't, we're just, that was just like it. And I was like, I don't think the podcast, of the attending or not attending the podcast event was really worth the not being friends anymore but for me right. it was just like the principal thing is like i don't really do things for people to come out and support with like i'm not constantly at places hosting events or having things and functions and do this and do this and support and support so i had this one thing and it was just like if you can't make it just say so because we are actually friends and i can understand that but for you not to say anything before and after whatever and then to have me chase you down so you can apologize to me, I don't think made any it makes any sense. And it's just like that was it. I was like, I can't chase this person down to be my friend. The first of all, like you said, I'm 28. Like I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not like a teenager. I'm not in junior high. Um, I I like the friendship. I really didn't think that it would. It, and we could start being friends again, maybe like at a later point. I don't know. But um, it's hard. It's hard that sometimes 
the small things kind of trigger and make you like look back at the friendship and be like well this person maybe they were going through stuff maybe that's why they were distant you know maybe they felt i was being distant who knows mm. but we just that was just like a friendship that like kind of fizzled this year and i was like very mm. surprised about I do feel kind of way about it obviously i'm talking about it on here but like it it happens and it's um <laughs> And just to go back to how you evaluate friendships to keep in adulthood, you have to keep, like you were saying, friendships that, like, they're pouring in as much as you're pouring in. And in times, there's going to be, things are not going to be as balanced. Right. You know, but it's just, like, this is a person worth being there for, and and they feel that same way about you. Right, right, right. So, I don't know. But that's Um, the episode. We reached, oh, we didn't reach the end? Wait, hold on, one more thing. Just because you talked about, um, like, kind of, having new friends in adult within adulthood i think there was a point where i reached where i didn't think i would make any more new friends but like i'm so open like not like welcoming everyone in to just like hey be my friend be my friend be my friend but just thinking about like tanisha for instance we just became friends like what two years ago no more than uh, no more than two years ago no i mean i've known her for a long time but we became friends like huh haven't you been living like where you are like more than two years now? No, January makes two years. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, just about two years. She and I have been officially friends, and like the friendship has grown so much. But it's because like we both are just bomb people, and we just came together to be bomb friends. <laughs> well, you have excuse me similar interests though. Right, 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 right. And y'all like feel the way it's like the same level of passion for those similar interests so right. that eases the friendship. That's it's like true. why not yeah, keep someone around that's like you don't have to find a conversation or like fight for a conversation. You guys are also not fighting and disagreeing with each other like all the time. Right. Like also we didn't talk about that. Like I've had friendships I had to step back from because they were just like heavy. Like mm. the friends were going through some serious stuff, stuff mm. that I can't talk about on here. And we're constantly um, coming to me for support, and I did appreciate that, but it got to a point where, like, this you can't is keep heavy. The people Again, up. Yeah. I'm like a sponge. I absorb all of this sort of yeah. stuff. And I was like, it's going to drive me crazy. And I can't do anything about it because, unfortunately, this was the type of friend that you could give them advice, but they're still going to do what they want to do. And I understood that relatively early in the friendship, and I would not give any advice, but I also just couldn't take listening to any more of it. So I had to sit back for the friendship. And if there was a few people like that, that was that was pretty unfortunate. But um, friendships shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't feel like you have to step away from a friendship because of that. But then sometimes that's just what it is. You guys, it's just like life. It's like waves. It comes and goes. So you guys can definitely come back again and maybe pick up the friendship and all sorts of stuff like that. But I didn't know you guys were friends for only two years. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's been around forever, almost forever. I mean, I've known her about as long as I've known you, but... That's crazy. We haven't been friends. (laughs) Okay, let's let's close up this episode. So we're going to close out with a quote. The quote is, The best kind of friendships are fierce lady friendships where you aggressively believe in each other, defend each other, and think the other deserves the world. (laughs) That met me in a good place. Very Kadesha-like. Wait, okay, one thing, one thing, one thing. So based on that quote, just to go back to Tanisha really quickly, the other day I was on the phone with her. No, she texted me, and she was just like, yo, what's up with you? Like, just like that. Because, you know, I've, like, I've been in, like, a weird place, whatever. I just, I've been, like, in not a mood or whatever. So she was just like, yo, what's good with you? Like, what's your problem? 
I was like, I'm, I'm okay. She was like, no, you're not allowed to just be okay. Like you need to get it together, pray, do whatever you got to do. But like, you better be great. You better be phenomenal. Like she sent me this long winded text about saying how great and phenomenal I should be in a million and one different ways about how blessed I was. And I just really appreciated that. No, that's you need dope. somebody who's going to, who's going to be there for you just like that. Anyway. Yeah. So motivation. We're listening. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the last motivation I did was just about being in a creative mental block and just some like tips and resources and how to get out of that. I am, you know, slowly making my way out of it. I think that post helped. Uh, there's some like, you know, other things going on that's that's been really helpful. So that was that. Okay. And what about your Cadacious Corner? My latest Cadacious Corner is talking about self-care. Uh, the name, what, how I forgot the name of this post. Um, oh, the name of the post is gentle. No, the name of the post oh. is gentle because I changed it. It was supposed to be oh, self care, okay. but yeah, the name of the post is gentle, and it just talks about how I've learned to be a little bit more gentle with myself and finding my oh. little self care regimen. Yeah. So, in closing, you can connect with us on our website, wecomefromqueens.com, as well as our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat at We Come From Queens. Queens is Q N S. You can listen to us through iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher and Google Play. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Additionally, you can hit us up through email, wecomefromqueens.com, to send us questions or anything you'd like us to answer during an episode, or simply just send us some feedback. So before, also, let's see what it is that we have had. Okay, I'll say this again. We are not a guest-based podcast, right? It's just us, and we do this thing, and then we have guests on to just add perspective to our show but however we've had people hit us up um inquiring to be guests on the show because they had things that they wanted to talk about cool so what we did is we have a guest application form on our website it's there in the menu you don't have to do too much research to get to it fill that out and we will review it and who knows maybe we'll continue to be a guest on the show uh maybe another point in time you can be a guest on the show like who knows we don't know but this is just the best way for you guys to send to to reach out to us in regards to that um and even if you email us we're just going to send you to the form so that's that but um as always we love hearing from you ciao bye guys